Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the Jill on Money show. It's Thursday, February 17th. Uh, Today, Mark, it's going to be 60 degrees in New York City after it had plunged earlier in the week. I tell you what, uh, the back and forth, this climate change thing, not working for me in my wardrobe. Not only is it not working for the planet, not working for me in my wardrobe. And also, when it's so cold, it's hard to take the dogs on a long walk. No, we're not done with winter. We are definitely not done with winter. I do believe we will see more snow. How about that? That's a bold prediction. That's me and Punxsutawney Phil with predictions about your weather. Okay, this is not a meteorology show, and it's not even an astrology show. Although, you know, if you want us to weigh in on that, I'm sure we can. Uh, It is a financial show. We try to answer your financial questions. Just go to jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button. We'll get your note. This is from Gene, who says, I love your show. My husband and I are 60 and 59. We put our two sons through college without incurring debt. Oh, my God. Congratulations. And they now have good paying engineering careers and they are off the dole. Yay. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. They're both getting married within a year or two. I'm wondering what we can reasonably afford to chip in for their weddings. Um, Okay. Jean and her husband are house rich. The house, it looks like the house is worth... (gasps) $2.8 million and they have a $200,000 outstanding 10-year fixed rate mortgage at 2.5%. $2.8 million house. Hmm. Household income, $200,000. They've got about $1.2 million in traditional retirement accounts, including a variable annuity worth $180,000, which... This is Gene saying, we probably shouldn't have been sold, but we've departed from that financial planner. We now manage our IRA accounts ourselves at Schwab. Hmm, but they still have that old variable annuity. Anyway, they have $58,000 in savings. It's an eight-month emergency fund. No other assets outside of the home equity and retirement. Once we get the the house paid off in four years, we can easily live on $6,500 per month, which would be covered by Social Security and the annuity when we retire at age 67. Okay. They continue to save up to their employer match. They save 6%. They get a 3% match. 
They also put $7,000 each into IRAs, a traditional for her, a Roth for him. Uh, He also maxes out a new health savings account. They live in a high cost area, but their property taxes are reasonably low. $7,200 for a $2.8 million house. You better hope they don't do a reassessment. Anyway, they bought the house 25 years ago. They love it. There are no plans to sell it. They want to leave it to the boys someday. We also have $100,000 in home equity lines of credit for emergencies, zero balance. Oh, my God. They pay an extra $2,000 a month on mortgage to get it paid off before they retire. Since we don't have a lot socked away in retirement, I'm really working to minimize our monthly expenses. We're thinking $10,000 per wedding. What do you think? Mark, what do you think? You want to put $10,000 into the wedding? Absolutely right. So the $2,000 per month that you're saving to pay off your mortgage, let's stop that. So put your $2,000 a month towards your kid's future marriage funds. That's it. The wedding. And you get $2,000 each. Do that for a year and be done with it and stop paying down the mortgage. It's just not worth it. So that's what you should do. $10,000 each. Very easy. I would like you to be saving a little bit more money outside of retirement. Yeah. I mean, Mark makes a good point. Forget about the traditional IRA. Why don't you just do a traditional brokerage with that money? That's right. Let's beef that up. Norm writes, oh, did you see the message? By the way, did you see the message here? Dollar Dollar Jill. This is Nate Burleson who comes up with like nicknames for everybody. I think it was the first segment that I ever did with him on CBS Mornings. He called me Dollar Dollar Jill. All right. Norm is writing from West Michigan, home of Wood TV, Channel 8 also Wood Radio. Mark, I wish I could say the name, the the tagline of Wood Radio. Oh, you're right. Wood Radio in Western Michigan, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, has the tagline. You ready for this, gang? You're waking up with wood in the morning. I swear that is the tagline. Mark didn't believe me. I have a t-shirt to prove it. Okay. Norm says, I have a question for you regarding my dream to sell my home and move to a lake home. Okay. Here are the numbers. Current home, $450,000. They owe $200,000 on the mortgage at 2.8% interest. The new lake home would be $800,000. Would this be feasible for us to do, or do you need to crush my dreams? <laughs> Dala Dala Jill, the dream crusher. Okay. Norm and his wife are 35 years old. They've got two kids. He makes 110, wife makes 90. They've got an emergency reserve fund. He's got a 401k with 207,000. His wife has 90,000 in her 401k. He's got a Roth and she's got a Roth, uh, almost 80,000 between the two of them and HSA 15,000 invested. They have a taxable brokerage account of 128,000. Last year, we also bought 5% of a local physical therapy business for 335 grand, they owe 270,000 at 3% interest. I track our net worth using personal capital. It says that we've got $1.2 million in assets, about 460 grand in liabilities, and net worth of 768,000. Please let me know if you think upgrading to a lake home is feasible for us. I love the show. Thank you. Norm, prepare to be crushed. There is no freaking way that you should do this. This is insanity. So no, this is not possible. Um, And don't worry about your net worth right now. Let's look at your cash flow. You guys make $200,000 per year. You've got these two kids. Are you willing to just forget about these two kids and their education and your retirement to make this dream new lake home possible? This is not 
a good idea, at least for right now. Okay. I would love it. I see, this is when I really want them on the air. So if you have 200, you'd have $250,000 in equity in your current home. Also, you'd have to give up that 2.8% interest rate, right? I mean, that's almost crushing in and of itself. I'm not sure where you think you're going to get this money. You put 200,000 down, right? And then you've, you've got to finance 600,000 and you got to carry that mortgage at a higher interest rate plus this local physical therapy business note. I don't get it. There's no way he's getting 2.8. So that means he's going to at least triple, probably quadruple his payment. All right. And then you tell me, how's he going to do that? Plus everything else. You uh, you know what, Norm, if you want to come back on the air and sell the dream to us and maybe give us a different perspective, that's fine. I don't think you can do this. Let me do, let me rephrase. I don't think you can do this right now. I mean, so you triple your payment amount. Plus we, how are you carrying all this? And you're not even putting that much money away for retirement. So I don't know. I don't like the idea at all. Please come on the show with us. I want to walk you through it. Adrian has somewhat of an academic question. Get ready, Mark. This has been on my mind with tax season here. If I'm eligible to contribute to a Roth IRA, am I better off contributing $6,000 or using $6,000 to convert pre-tax assets to a Roth? Hmm. I'm 39 years old. I earn $91,000 a year. I contribute to my 401k but the Roth version. But I also have $400,000 in pre-tax retirement savings. Now I have 180,000 in Roth assets. Okay. Oh, this is awesome. Adrian says, I'm a CFP. I've been tossing this around in my mind for a while. Would love your thoughts. What do you think, Mark? That's an easy one for me. I I would just use 6,000 for a Roth contribution. I would do it too. I wouldn't worry about converting it. I would just, because I think that that's that amount that's already pre-tax. All right, fine. It's in the bank. It's whatever, not in the bank, but you know what I mean? It's in already. You don't have to worry about it. I would put all new money in, in the Roth. And by the way, on an academic basis, you know, it does stand to reason that yes, of course, we know that, you know, at $91,000, you know, I, I don't know if you're single or not, but you know, you're in let's just pretend you're single for a second. You would be basically in the 22% tax bracket. Not bad to convert, but I don't know. I feel like you're young. You're going to have a lot more money growing in the Roth accounts and putting new money in the Roth. I think it might be easier just to leave that and leave it alone. And at the end of 20 years or 30 years, chances are you're going to have a lot more money in your retirement, in your Roth accounts. And, you know, maybe if there's a year where you have a dip in income, you could convert a little bit. I don't know. I wouldn't just, I wouldn't make myself crazy. Do you have a different academic response to that, Mark? Converting $6,000 is going to, is not going to do anything. It's not going to make any dent. The growth in the market over the course of the year, you're going to be right back where you started at the end of the year. All right. There you go. Mark says it. Uh, Lisa has got a question about her house sale proceeds. They recently sold their home. She says, we're not sure where to put the proceeds. We have $200,000. We're planning on using some of it. They will have $150,000 left over. We don't know where to put that money. We're not money savvy. And when listening to your show, it seems most people know what they're talking about as far as investments. I feel I'm lost. I am 57 and my husband is 59. Thank you, Lisa. Okay. Lisa, let's take a deep breath. Number one, I'd love to know a little bit more about how you've been saving money in the past. Are you using retirement accounts? Are you close to needing this money? One of the big decisions you need to 
um, make before you start investing is what am I investing for? Am I investing for a much longer period of time? Let's say you're both teachers and you're going to retire and you've got pensions and you will not need this money. The answer to the question, what am I investing for? could be a long-term supplemental retirement account. Now, alternatively, if you need this money to fund a gap, let's say you're retiring soonish, but you're not going to collect social security for five, six, seven years, then you might be using the money in a different way. So what is the purpose of this fund? That's number one. Next, Depending on the answer to that question, that will drive where you go with the allocation. Again, if it's say $150,000 and you don't need it for 10 or 20 or 30 years, you can create a portfolio, an investment account. You go to a brokerage firm, you open up an account, and you can put the money in and deposit it. And you can basically choose a fund that is a target date fund. You can throw it all in one fund. Or if you really have zero confidence, then you can go to a company that will do the investing for you. You could go to, say, Charles Schwab or Vanguard, and you can put the money in an account, answer a series of questions, and the money will be invested on your behalf. And it sounds like that might be something that would be important for you, Lisa, but you're going to have to understand what it is the money is going to be used for that's going to drive where you go with your investments. If you're not money savvy, I think that's the most important thing to say, which is, you know, I don't really know what to do. So in your case, it might really be worth your while to be putting the money to work in a way that will help you learn something as well. Because, you know, I'm not saying you have to do it day to day. You don't have to buy your own index funds. You can have it done for you. That's fine. But you still have to sort of understand some of the rudimentary aspects. And if you would like us to walk you through that, I would be more than delighted to do so. Okay, good. All right. So that's it. That's our Thursday show. And we are so happy that you joined us today. Don't forget, if you've got a financial question, just go to the website, jillonmoney.com, jillonmoney.com, and click the Contact Us button. It's just right there in the top right-hand corner. You can subscribe to this wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and you can also subscribe to our sister broadcast called Eye on Money. All right, our let's see. I was about to do my Friday thing, and then yet it's only Thursday. So let me just say this. Please do something nice for someone else today. That will be a wonderful thing to do. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 